On this episode of the Hartford County Living Podcast, I'm excited to have a local author on, William Riggler, uh, as well as his friend Mike Collins. They both joined us. And, of course, the maestro, the conductor and founder of the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, Sheldon Bear is back with us again. They're getting ready to launch their 42nd season. Um, but I'm also very excited because we are back at our location recording once again. We haven't been recording because there were uh, some renovations were being done. But the renovations are, I'd say, 99.9% complete. Uh, just some little things we're doing in there. But other than that, we are good to go. So we've been recording there. Um, also, we finally have heating and air conditioning in there um, that Krause Companies has installed for us. So if you'd like to be on a podcast, we are recording Tuesday mornings uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Just contact us at podcast at HartfordCountyLiving.com. Uh, also, go to the website, HartfordCountyLiving.com, and the uh, podcast link, and you'll see a form there that you can fill out and schedule it uh, if you would like to come on. Um, some different things are going to be coming up, uh, hopefully, for the rest of the year, because we want to get these on every week. Uh, we're going to be doing some historical podcast or history podcasts now. So uh, some of them we are going to be uh, recording on site, uh, like at the Lockhouse Museum, the Opera House, and Harvard Grace, uh, a couple other ones. So uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we are also going to be doing a monthly podcast with the Harford County Health Department, uh, something um, different each month, uh, whether it be environmental issues, tobacco, uh, addiction, like we have already done in the past, too. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, one more thing. Now we are all from different sponsorship levels um, because without our advertisers and our sponsors, I of course, we want to be able to do the podcast. Uh, we have to host it on a server. Of course, which costs money and the equipment and so forth. So, um, sponsorships. And one good thing about sponsoring, like a podcast, unlike radio, your ad is exclusive. You're the only one on there, as you, I'm sure you've listened to our podcast. You knew this, um, and it doesn't go away. You know, it's it's there forever. So, the one thing about podcasts, people will listen to them over and over again. People will download them. I, I, we still have podcasts that go back over a year ago that people are going back and downloading and listening to. So if you'd like to be a sponsor, uh, again, just go to our website. All the information is on there and, um, you know, we'll get everything uh, up and running for you. So um, listen in uh, very, very, I think a good episode on this one too. Um, some strange things went on talking about beards and well just give it a listen the susquehanna symphony orchestra is going to be opening up their season their 42nd season on saturday october 13th with a concert that celebrates the bernstein centenary leonard bernstein was one of the greatest and most influential musicians of the last century he had strong ties with many cities most notably new york city and vienna the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra will begin the concert with Otto Nikolai's popular overture to his opera, The Merry Wives of Windsor. Tickets are available for this concert and the rest of the season at ssorchestra.org. Again, that's ssorchestra.org. the Harford County Living Podcast with Rich Bennett. Thank you for coming and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorites RRS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's join Rich Bennett and his special guest. table here today and of course I'm joined by my counterpart my partner in crime and some things Dan John from Krause Companies uh, we have Mike Collins at the table we have a local <laughs> author actor and everything else William Riggler and of course we got the man that's always giving me a hard time the maestro himself Sheldon Bear from Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra so I want to thank you all for coming on first of all 
Um, and a big thank you to Dan there. You know, we're finally back to where we do the podcast and we have air conditioning. And it feels good. Look, no sweat coming off my head. Yeah. More yeah, hair, but no sweat. <laughs> so well, that's thank goodness Carrier. They uh, donated the system <laughs> to the uh, Lions Club. Yeah. Free of charge. So that was, that was huge. That's excellent. So you guys need AC or anything installed, call Dan and Krause. They'll get it done. Um, William, let's shoot over to you. You've written a few books. Yes, And your latest one just came out, which is? Certain Shadows I Have Known. Certain Shadows. Oh, Certain Shadows You Have Known. Yeah. Explain, what is this about? Um, It's basically a horror, fantasy, adventure novel. Is that the John Woods used? Okay. And it tells the story of a hitman who takes on supernatural cases, be it a werewolf you think you have a problem with, a vampire, whatever. He'll take care of it as long as the price is right. Almost like a Van Helsing. Yeah, he doesn't really believe in it, but he'll do it. And (laughs) he's referred to as a shadow stalker, hence the shadow in the title. That sounds like it could be a good movie, too. Well, it's a book now. We'll see what happens to it. Now, how? Now, your other books, have they been horror movies? I ain't going to go into the whole genre that you said, but I, I mean, same thing, like horror movies? Well, or horror the books? other book that is kind of a novel instead of a novel, it's pretty short. Right. I think you can read them quick. That was in a horror category, too. The other books are short stories, which encompass all kinds of stuff from Fantasy, horror, science fiction, suspense. So a Van Helsing type of guy, that, uh, but a hitman. Originally a hitman. All right, I, I got to ask, okay, because I haven't okay. read the book. How the, how, in, in the book, all right, like Sheldon, okay, oh. let's say Sheldon sees a werewolf. How is he going to contact a hitman? First of all, he's probably going to have to clean his drawers if he sees one. <laughs> well, this guy, this he <laughs> works for a gangster. So the gangster has people he thinks are supernatural because they're vesting him in business dealings, crooked dealings, whatever. And he generally hires this guy. So it's almost like Van Helsing meets Al Capone meets Frankenstein. As I said, there's all sorts of genres in it. Yeah, sounds like a great premise for a, a book, yeah. Wait, is the guy's name, the hitman's name Dynamo? I mean, Italian connections <laughs> over here. So. Actually, in the novel, the hitman is the, it goes from first person. The book is written, so he is named, so could be. I uh, better watch out. I was going to say, oh, Dan, yeah. there's something you did, you're not telling us about? Shh. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> uh, now, so you, you write in the first person? This book definitely is. Okay, do you ever... I'm curious, because I enjoy reading mysteries. Uh, if you don't mind me taking Richard's job here for a second. Um, oh, no, this so, is for everybody okay. to take. Right, I just like to record. So, <laughs> I, I'm always interested in some of the books that uh, I read that are first person. Yeah. Then every once in a while, they have to digress to third person for a little <laughs> bit just to explain some things, which sometimes bothers me. So, what... How do you handle what, that sort of thing? In this particular world, there is nothing going on that the central narrator does not see, okay. experience, etc. Now, in other things that I've written, well, there are third-person things going yeah, on right. that the first-person character does know. I just don't like it in that format. I always go with the third person. For the whole thing? Yeah, for the oh, whole okay. thing. Bit. That's very interesting. Yeah. I... Now, where can people get this? Because I'm going to have you got my interest. I want to read this. Well, Certain Shadows I Have Known is available on Amazon. Just okay. look up the title. Or you can go to Rowanvale Books, which is the publisher, RowanvaleBooks.com, R-O-W-A-N-V-A-L-E.com. You see, I've done these podcasts before, so <laughs> I know to say everything out. But... Um, and I'll have links in there too for. Can you tell us how to spell your last name? Make, is oh. this a trick, a trick question? Well, if uh, I go in the Amazon, I, I go William. 
It's under WM Riggler, right? WP or WP. Riggler, R-I-G-L-E-R. Oh. And then L-E-R, the okay, certain good. shadows I have known, just look under book. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing is, I think I mentioned I did the Amazicon convention uh, a couple months ago, and I gave a talk, which is one of the things that was on, and they had listed on the board, talk by W.P. Wiggler with a W, the last name, W-R-I-G-L-E-R. So I'm like, I guess that's me, so I went ahead and took the stage, but, you know, I took a chance, I guess, that it was me, and the interesting thing is, it was really, uh, it was not the biggest turnout, let's say. So a lot of the um, guests who did the talk just sat around in the table, at the table like this. I, of course, was the first one going that day, so I went right up to the stage and climbed up. So I'm sure they all just thought I was an egomaniac. <laughs> but um, I did have someone question about my beard at that convention, and they asked, is it real? Who would think this is a fake? And I said, yeah, it's real. And I guess they didn't hear it precisely because then they asked, well, do you go to bed with it? <laughs> like, There's really not, no other thing to do with it. It's real. But I said, yeah, I do. It's, it's real, believe it's me. It's attached. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't come off. It doesn't come off. Right. For, for those of you listening... William's got a beard. If uh, how do you explain? I guess you could say, if you ever saw Duck Dynasty, it looks like Uncle Size. It's a huge beard. I haven't seen Duck Dynasty, but uh, yeah, I think it looks just like his. To <laughs> this as the magic beard because I've gone to places like Karma Fest. They have mm-hmm. one here in Harford yeah. County in October, or I think it's October, and. I poured right in and walked to the different vendors, looked around and stuff without anybody asking me to buy a ticket. So I finally went around oh, asking for around. someone, who do I pay for a ticket? And, you know, I found a person paid and whatever. I had a friend who went there and they stopped her on the way in. She immediately bought a ticket and she kept having people ask her, do you have a ticket? Do you have a ticket? She thinks it's the magic beer. No one wanted to stop me because of that. I've gone to places like my friend Mike lives in Cecil County, and there's a trailer park there called Lakeside Trailer. Mm-hmm. And apparently some people are kind of nervous about going into it. Um, I have gone in there many times, no problem. I've been told it's because of the magic yeah, nobody will oh, yeah. any trouble. I don't it know. has magic, uh, like, aura around it. Like, Correct. And I've been to the various fairy festivals around mm-hmm. here. In, pre- in fact, coming up this weekend is the Delaware Fairy Festival. And I've gone to the Delaware Fairy Festival, and the fellow that runs it, took one look at me and said, with that field, you meant to be here. Don't bother with the tickets. Just go straight in. I was going to say, I would think they would probably thought with that beard, that it would look more like a troll. Some sort of fantasy figure. I've gotten, do you do a, a magician or a sorcerer when you see cosplay? Them, yeah. But I don't really cosplay. I hate mm. dressing up. I, I, <laughs> I know you mentioned me as an actor when you introduced me. I really don't act. I've been in two films. One, I was a zombie. In, made in Cecil County. Mm-hmm. One, I was a vampire and just had one line made in Philadelphia. Okay. I'll and, to drink your blood. <laughs> but, but in neither <laughs> case was it a stretch for you. Okay. Well, <laughs> when I did the zombie film, I came out of it as a clean zombie. Uh, what? Yeah, because everybody else was walking through mud, mud all over their shoes, Threw the fake blood all over themselves. I dabbed the little fake blood on. Never got tramped, never trampled through the mud. So I came out as the clean zombie. Okay, I thought you meant like it was part part of the character. Oh, look, we have a zombie that gets a shower and everything. No, he, he was just a clean guy. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, you said, um, was it Amazing Con? Yeah. 
What is that? AmazeCon is a convention in Wilmington, Delaware. Mm -hmm. He's nodding. He was my helper at the table this year. Yep. Um, Up on 202 in North Wilmington, just above Wilmington. Yeah, and they have celebrity guests from films, stuff like that. They have this guest who are writers, artists, etc. And I happened to get a table this year and go just with a table. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, actors and all that, you know, I, I was on your blog. And tell everybody the name of it. Regular Right? Yes. You have some photos on there I'm envious of because one of my favorite movies is A Clockwork Orange. And he's sitting there with Malcolm. How many different photos of you and Malcolm Malcolm McDowell? I see Malcolm McDowell at about four or more conventions because he's a favorite actor of mine. So I always get something from him when I go. In fact, at the last convention I was at, I sat down next to him when I got... He has all kinds of stuff for sale. When I first saw him, he had four pictures. The Halloween movie, the Star Trek Generations movie, and from A Clockwork Orange. That was it. Now, in the last couple years, I've seen pictures, movies, t-shirts, um, hats and stuff. All with him on it. All with him or a clockwork orange right. for sale from him. <laughs> but when I sat down to it, next to him at the last convention, he goes, you again, you're at all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Probably recognizes me for the beer. I, I walk one time to go to one of these conventions and stay in the hotel and take my razor with me and come out as a different person, see if anybody notices that someone completely different is checking out who checked in. <laughs> I forgot to put my beard back on. There you go. <laughs> I lost I will know. Beard. I will know that you have done that when I get a call on my phone saying, we have lost William Riggler. <laughs> well, have I you seen him? I thought if I were to go on Facebook, a picture of me, like no one would know me. Because I've had the BOS. It's a... We're in the 21st century now. It's a 20th century beard. I started growing it in like 99. And when people ask me, how wow. long have you had it? I'll reply, since the last millennium. And you can tell how they're thinking because sometimes I get looks like, you know, is he the undead or something? But See, it's the clean like undead. 10 or 15 <laughs> years ago. But, um, yeah, it's been that long. I'm impressed occasionally when I say that. They'll just look at me and say, oh, 2099, 1999, something like that. That means they get my sense of humor, I guess. Well, didn't you start it as a rally beard for the Mets or I, something? No. Because Was that the Cubs that not were my fans thing. Oh, okay. But... Um, <laughs> I've said I can never pick out any athlete, but I can usually tell you what sport they play, if they're in a uniform, outfit, whatever, with the, you know, sport. With the logo on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the, (laughs) you know, football or baseball, I know that, but my ability ends there. I I couldn't tell you, baseball and football, I couldn't tell you any of the players. I mean, some. But I haven't watched in so long. Well, my I friends mean, follow curling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get laughed at because when somebody says football, I watch real f- football. Dynamo. Oh. Dynamo's going to smack me here. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, real football is Premier League. You, you, you exactly. You watch the Premier West League. League. That's right. no. or, or, or not even the Premier League. The other leagues. I mean, there, you know, there are like other other yeah, leagues. There's yeah, there's several of them, yeah. yeah I'm a Hammers pretty- fan. Sorry? Go, I said, I'm a Hammers fan. Go ahead, get on me, Shelby. So just just so <laughs> our listeners know, all of the people at the table have facial hair. Oh, and we're all men, by the way, just just so you know. But we, we all have facial hair of some sort. Williams is the biggest. Big, I was yeah, biggest. Now if you the longest line up, up, line us up and have pictures taken, it would be like a flip book of the. Hair on the face growing as it went oh, to it could each be. one of us. Could be, yeah. Well, I hate growing this. 
because everybody tells me it's gray, which it's not. It's snow blonde. Um, uh-huh. But I had in the okay. <laughs> Tell yourself whatever you need to hear, dude. What color is your mirror? In the Lions Club, we do a breakfast with Santa every year. And for years, Uh my older brother always played Santa. And a couple times, Dan and I helped him out. You know, if my brother wanted to go take a cigarette break or whatever, one of us would hurry up and dress up and go go out there and sit. Don't let any kids listen to this. (laughs) So, um, unfortunately, my brother passed a little over a year ago, and I had a dream. And he came to me in my dream and told me, he said, dude, you got to play Santa. So that morning I woke up, I started growing the beard again. Yeah. I ain't growing the belly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep losing that, but I'm growing the beard. Yeah. Do we have to issue a spoiler lot, lot at the beginning of this now? <laughs> well, it's, yeah, you probably have okay. to. Okay. Well, that six-year-olds <laughs> and younger listen. Yeah. I had to laugh because the first time my, my brother played Santa at the at our breakfast, my son at the time was probably six, somewhere between six and ten, I can't remember how old he was. Now, my brother has had a glass eye, okay? So, Who son, did he take it from? <laughs> he was God. He, uh, he my, my son goes up there, he sits on his lap, and he comes back to me. I says, oh, what you think of Santa? He said, that's T.T. I said, no, that's Santa Claus. No, that's TT. I said, why are you saying that? I said, Santa doesn't have a poked out eye. Said, oh, God. Oh, okay. So ever since then, my brother got the other day. Everybody called him T-Bone, but the kids, were some of them would start calling him Santa Bone. Uh, my kids called him Santa Bone for years. Yep. We used to go early just so we could watch him ride up on his Harley, fully dressed as Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, it was... Neat because you, you see Santa Claus driving around on the Harley, and in one year we had snow on the ground, good amount of snow. But if it, it was for the kids, he loved it. He used to do it at um, years ago when John Archer was allowed to do the Christmas pageant in school up there. He played Santa the first year, and uh, after that, we're, we're going home. I said, Man, I said, you did a good job. He said, Yeah, I can't do it again. I said, What? He said, I, I can't play Santa for the kids up there, John Archer. I'm like, why? He said, it ain't cool. I said, what do you mean it ain't cool? He said, it ain't cool for them to see Santa crying. And he did because we've always done a lot, you know, uh, with, with kids that are challenged. We had our, our niece was had downs, so we always done what we could. And kids sitting on his lap, and he's like, yeah, he all, yeah the good eye had the tears coming down yeah. and all that. So, uh, but uh, it, it, that's why I'm growing mine. I don't know. Yeah, what's up with your shell? I mean, you need to grow. You need to get it thicker I, there. I, I trim it up. I started growing my beard the night I graduated high school in 1972. So there you go. Were any of us born well, yet? I got very far in all that time. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's a slow grower. Now I used to have one, not as uh, large as Williams, but no, I used to not. be able to. Stick pencils and stuff in, and my son had one close to yours. Oh, okay. uh, I figured when he lost his baton, it was time to yeah. shave it. <laughs> I did used to be able to put my baton in there too. Yeah, and one one time I pulled the baton out, and the little bird came out with it. I thought, well, it's time to time to uh, you know nice. to trim. But my son got married, so that means he trimmed his beard. So in this case, but yeah, I'm half tempted to shave it off, but. I hate, them, I hate them fake beards. Yeah, you know, they itch. Yeah, eh, as much as itching, it just doesn't. It doesn't look real. Doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, I was told to let the hair grow too, which I don't like doing. I like to shave my hair. Uh, yeah, but so be it. Saturday Orchestra, what's coming up? You guys are uh, getting ready to kick off the season. Forty again. second season together. Forty second. How can you play any music in 40 seconds? <laughs> well, there are a few pieces, believe it or not. Short pieces. Obviously. There's actually, we have a friend in Australia who's written um, concertos for every instrument, and they're all under a minute long. That's and impressive. Wow. And it's really good for educational purposes. They take, like, if an orchestra goes into a school, 
they can play these really short pieces and and it's for every instrument interesting his name's sean o'boyle he actually wrote some of the music for the olympics when it was in when they were in australia a few years ago so uh, but he hasn't written anything guy. for this program that you're talking about today not this season but we have played his music oh nice great stuff so we've got uh we've got a season full of fabulous music first concert is october 13th and it features music of leonard bernstein now bernstein had he lived would be a hundred years old uh and my former conducting teacher landed grin studied with bernstein so i'm one of those one away from the master and so we're doing selections from west side story and on the town and we're going to do uh, a Beethoven uh, symphony, which Bernstein, of course, uh, recorded Beethoven symphonies twice. Hmm. And uh, Megan DiGiorgio from Bel Air uh, will have a, a premiere of her new piece, These Are the Generations. And there are three young ladies on our season who are former students. And I just realized that this morning. Megan DeGiorgio, who now lives in D.C. and going for a doctorate in composition, um, was my student in middle school and at music camp at Elizabethtown College. Then for December 8th concert, Sarah McGill, a harpist, she was my student in middle school and high school in orchestra. And then for May 18th, Kara Iwanowski, who is a senior at the Baltimore School for the Arts in piano. She was my student at uh, Southampton Middle School. So that's why it's sort of generations of influence, I guess. I didn't make the title of the season, but there's a lot of influence here. Uh, from one teacher, Leonard Bernstein, to my teacher, to me, for instance, and then me teaching several young ladies involved in our season. How many, I was going to ask it, because new season starting. Right. How many, I guess new people in the orchestra now oh we had we have about 10 new string players yeah. that have moved in to harford county and they googled you know orchestra in harford county i guess community orchestra because there are a lot of community orchestras mm -hmm. in the united states and uh it's a good way to meet people and meet people who have similar interests as you do so our orchestra musicians are not paid right so they just come out every Tuesday night and deal with my conducting, <laughs> my musicality, and my jokes. So we have gained about 10. So we had about 82 members at last Tuesday's rehearsal. We started last Tuesday night, and uh, we rehearse every Tuesday night. If any people are interested in learning about joining, they should uh, go to the website and email us. Uh, so that's uh, it just... Google Sheldon Bear or Susquehanna Symphony. And like with Assessor. Riggler, R-I-G-L-E-R, -E it's Bear, B-A-I-R. Um, SSorchestra.org, right? SSorchestra.org. Uh, and uh, it, the entire season's on there. You can buy tickets. And last year we started to be able to sell tickets in the lobby uh, with credit card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So we're reasonable, like the... Tickets are, are reasonable, and uh, and it it's it's a good deal. The orchestra sounds great. You know we're uh, already sounding good for our October thirteenth concert. I think. Where were you practicing that you could put eighty two members in? Well, we have a really big shoehorn, <laughs> and we you know grease it. Okay, then 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 we get you know a, a, a big tractor. to well, Harford Community yeah, College. <laughs> Harford Community College uh, has one room. Well, actually, some recitals are held too, and uh, we do fit. It's can be tight depending on how many bass players we have and percussion. <laughs> but yeah, it's or there are some high schools obviously, but we rehearse at Harford Community College Tuesday nights, and then we perform Saturday nights, four Saturday nights over the season at Bellar High School, which is a wonderful venue. Yeah, that's the sound in there is awesome. It is. It's they, a wonderful sound. They did a sound. great job on, on that uh, theater in there. Yeah, yeah the they did. The auditorium's nothing. 
the auditorium is lovely. It's very inviting. It's comfortable. Uh, plenty. It's easy for ha- handicapped access as well. And one of the things, I don't think you were on the podcast one time, but I because I asked Sheldon how come they don't do it at other schools. And he explained to me the, the acoustics. And that's the one thing with Bel Air. Acoustics the are acoustics a big deal. In there, Sam. We have awesome. uh, a general agreement with the town of Bel Air who helps right. to get get us dates. Mike Krantz, town of Bel Air, who's a super guy. And uh, so, and Bel Air is pretty much where our audience, you know, centrally located to where our audience is. Do people come from other counties and other states and other towns in Arthur County to come to concerts? Yeah, they do. Absolutely, yeah. Now I got a challenge for you since you didn't accept my challenge from last year. Not Frank Zappa. <laughs> no, that's okay, a challenge good. you didn't accept. You know, so, William mentioned something about some short stories. Yeah, and I remember last year you did the thing with three little bears. Oh yes. So this year, I'm just thinking a good Halloween thing, maybe for next year uh, or something. Well, yeah. you know, we can never do a Halloween concert because we can't get the high school that. So we are complete. Really? No, we we are really because that's the the drama department at Bel Air is doing oh. the show. So so we, it's not like we have a choice in dates, but Bel Air uh, High School and Bel Air, the town of Bel Air work together with us. Um, <clears throat> we have a great new uh, piece that actually Gary Helton, our uh, mutual friend at WHFC. <laughs> so Gary. Uh, Introduced me to a different The Night Before Christmas uh, piece, accompanied uh, poem, The Night Before Christmas. And uh, I had a hard time finding the music. So it turns out it's a New England composer and a former student of mine who manages a, a similar orchestra, the Susquehanna Symphony in New England, found it for me. So it's actually by Randall Allen Bass. The night before Christmas will be for the December concert, our holiday concert, and Larry Noto from Musicland will be oh, doing yes. the uh, narrating. So hopefully we can have Larry on. And if you guys don't know Larry Noto, he's a stand-up comic, as well as I didn't um, realize Musicland. that. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's quite well known in some circles, and he's good friends with, and of course the actor's name will completely escape me, but everybody loves Raymond, Raymond's brother, the tall person. Oh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett and Larry Dodo are friends. So when you have them on, you can talk I would to love them. to get Larry on here just yeah. because of everything he's done with Musicland now. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's really... Uh, performances there and everything. He's really brought it uh, along, and they've received awards. Yeah. So Larry's a good guy. I remember Larry when he was about seven. They lived in our neighborhood, so. Uh, but uh, we always have a good time when we're together. So I think Larry's a good choice for narrating. Twas the night before Christmas. Yeah. And he dotes on his two nieces. So just uh, well, one niece and one to be born, I believe. So anyway, it's a, you know it's a good season. I encourage folks to. I'll uh, definitely come out for it. To yeah. investigate Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra concerts. October thirteenth is the first one. Man, for talk about Larry. <coughs> For those of you that don't know where Music Land is, um, it's basically behind the mall. It's basically behind the mall, close to the uh, Bel Air Post Office. But it used to be because everybody would go there, take their kids there when they got into elementary school or whatever, and rent their instruments. And they from. still do. Yeah. Yeah. But now, we're, I haven't been there for years. Where's no. the stage at and everything? Well, now? they've actually taken over both sides of the building. Oh, and okay. so the stage is behind two doors that... Uh, Actually, they're almost soundproof, so it's a small space. But they do master classes and small performances and stuff in there. Get some good action there too. Yeah, I've noticed. So that'd be interesting. Now, you, you and Mike were talking a little while ago. That was another challenge. Anything going on with that now yet? I mean, you guys going to do that? Oh, I don't know. I just <laughs> think you should. I don't know that I have enough time. My problem <clears throat> when I compose is I'm too much of a perfectionist, and it's taken me a year to write that eight-minute piece that I told you about before, um, about uh, based on a letter that my grandmother wrote right. in 1944. So it's finished, but I'm slow. Uh, so <laughs> hey, Let's call it methodical. 
No, we can call no, slow. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> okay, well, you're nice, man. I, I am too much of a perfectionist, and I futz. You know that word, futz? No. Yiddish, Yiddish, Yiddish sort of word. I, I, I mess with it too much. So. And why did you laugh, laugh at me when you thought I was going to see Zappa? Well, you know, uh, I don't know if everybody here knows, but Frank Zappa is from this area. And... Uh, He's not only like a, a great rock icon, but he also wrote for orchestra. So Rich was after me, hey, Susquehanna Symphony should play some Zappa. I'm like, yeah, we should. Who's going to conduct? Are you going to conduct? Are you going to teach some music? Because Frank Zappa's music for orchestra is very complex. Yeah. And uh, it, it it's cool, but it's... Even it's, his it's rock difficult. music was... It's, it's very was complex. Very you complex. have to have... You're, you're right. You have to have an open mind and you have to really appreciate music to get Zappa. I think. That, well, the, as a listener, yes. yes. As a performer, you've got to even go much further. Oh, yeah. You know? So, uh, uh, I think the great conductor Pierre Boulez, you you know, you lent me some of those CDs and uh, Pierre Boulez is one of the top uh, conductors of the twentieth late 20th century. Fabulous, fabulous conductor. Fabulous composer of really very complex music. So he was the perfect person to record Frank Zappa's music. Yeah, you know, we had a we had a member of the Susquehanna Symphony years ago. She's since passed. That taught Frank Zappa in elementary school in Edgewood. Really? Yeah. Interesting. How about that? Yeah. Right there, where do you, Edgewood. Edgewood. Yeah, he was Edgewood. Edgewood yeah. or, I mean, he lived Ed, in Edgewood. I don't know. Well, I don't know which elementary. Yeah, school, but, one of them. Uh, back back in that day. Well, you had, um, four years ago, I guess, his son, his band played here. In uh, Baltimore, yeah. No, up there in Darlington. The Lunar, remember right? when they used to have the I, Lunar Fest? Oh. Uh, <coughs> whatever, and Dweezil Zappa. Yeah. It was called Zappa Plays Zappa. And, right. but, yeah, yeah, they were up there the playing it. Yeah. But it, apparently he had, uh, they had to stop playing the music. Not that. The concert. I mean, recently, I think he had to stop playing because. Is that right? Yeah, it's something about him and his brother going back and forth about the rights or something. Uh, I might. I mean, that may be song. That who knows? But uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's always something. So. So we won't be playing any Zappa. <laughs> we did do a concert. I think we talked about it. We did do uh, a great symphony by uh, Georgia composer Lee Johnson, all yes. based on uh, on Grateful Dead. Music and that way, everyone. Once in a while, I just listen to that concert because we just had a lot of fun. You know, the whole orchestra isn't tied up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you make it fun for everybody. I, I tried to make you know, it fun. Yeah. I mean, like I said, last year we went to the Christmas point, and I was just, I was rolling, especially yeah. towards the end with the, what's the big thing on the two by four? <laughs> well, the uh, it's supposed to be the whip. You know, it's a, a slapstick sort of. Okay. Thing. And uh, oh yeah, yeah we have we have fun. But uh, we, we do some great music, and the, the members of the orchestra are just super. Oh, yeah. yeah, they really are. I'm just trying to figure out what is going down on the table. <laughs> I, I like it. He's just doodling, so it's okay. No, oh, it, it's good. I, I like That's it. what I do. Yep. He's writing down ideas now. He's thinking of the next. Well, For it, those of you listening, Mike does improv. You do a little bit of everything. I, I write for the theater. I The show that I have coming up right now is the weekend before Halloween in Chesapeake City, and it's called Ghost Walk in Chesapeake City. And it's not what you would normally think of. I'm the thinking best, a ghost tour right away. Right. Well, the best way to describe this, it's a play in five scenes. And when you go to Town Hall and you buy a ticket, then they gather you into groups and a ghoul takes you down the sidewalk, stands you in front of a porch, and you see scene one. When that scene is done, those ghouls gather you up, take you around the corner, down an alleyway, maybe to a garage, and you see scene two. When that scene is done, the ghoul gathers you up, you circumnavigate the town, you see five scenes, you see it complete. In this case, it's the... Uh, last of a trilogy of murder mystery involving Martin Mumps and the Mumps family. So we're bringing that trilogy to an end. And like I said, it's the... Uh, Martin Mumps? Martin Mumps. 
Is that a real person or is this no, a character? No, this okay. is just a character. I yeah. See, I laughed when he was started talking about it because when he said that a ghoul meets you, I used to do, and he did as well, the Havity Grace Ghost Torch. Yes. And I guess we were just the ghouls. Um, <laughs> but you were a clean ghoul. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on the definition of clean, I guess. Well, it's true. Yeah, not a muddy or bloody one. But I, did you have any weird experiences? On, I've said that I had a strange thing. Well, he's just kind of rolling his eyes. <laughs> but um, I had some people come along with EVP meters and stuff. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see if anything happened during the talk. And once or twice it went off and I said, you know, it could be anything. It could be a cell phone. It could be a, fluorescent light. you know, something with a telephone booth or pole. There were no more telephone booths. Don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But um, maybe I wouldn't be the best one to explain all this. But interestingly, at the intersection, um... You know, Happy Grace used to be famous for being a gambling. Oh, yeah, the racetrack there. Everything the used to be the so, And I guess a gangster was killed in Happy Grace by mm-hmm. police in a firefight. And every time I mentioned the word gangster near the spot, the EVP went off. Which really? Is kind mm. of strange. Doesn't really mean anything, but it was interesting that every time I said gangster, beep, beep, beep was heard from their meter. But I've had strange occurrences at all the ghost places I've gone to. Usually it's limited to doors opening on their own, which means that you want me in or out. I'm not sure. <laughs> we, I had, when I first started doing the podcast, I had uh, two young ladies on, um, I forget the name of the group they were from, but they do, you know, the, uh, I guess, ghost hunting, whatever you want to call it. Havity Haunts? The, yes, thank you. The That's two from who there. We walked for at one time, but the, no longer. The, yeah, the two from there. And she was telling me about how they went to Bahuka's Antique Mall. That's at, one of the With the record, accordion and everything. And she says, yeah, we were able to pick some stuff up. And she played it. She had a recorder with her and played it. So I had it on podcast. I was like, oh, man, this is That's one of my favorite places to go to when I go to Havity Grace. <laughs> But see, I've been to the Whistling Oyster in Fells Point, Mm -hmm. which is supposedly haunted, and I was talking to, it was the afternoon, no one was there but me and the bartender. So I was talking to him about it, and as we were talking, he was saying, ghosts sometimes make noises upstairs or open doors, open windows or whatever, and as we were talking, door went open. Not really enough to convince me and there was no no one coming in or out, no wind that day, but just a strange occurrence. And, you know, I've had doors open, like I say, at different haunted places that I've gone to. They either want me in or out, I'm not sure. I love it. I mean, I've experienced before, and one of my fa- favorite places to go, Gettysburg, especially walk in the uh, cemetery at night. Of course, you can't do the battlefield anymore at night, but just some of the stuff that we've seen and picked up, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> See, I've been to Gaddysburg, but just for a horror convention. Just right. drove right by the battlefield, all the historic sites. Did not pick up any ghosts or anything else that trip. Well, we, I'll never forget because the one time, I guess it was, the sun was starting to go down, and what's the uh, hill by Devil's Den? Little big top, little round top, little, little round it, top, little round top. We're up there, and me and my son were sitting there just looking overhead. We see a guy sitting on a rock, just over looking down at Devil's Den in full guard. I'm like, oh, cool, man, reenactor and everything. And me and my son start talking. We turn around, and he's gone. So we're looking for him because we wanted to talk to him. Nowhere to be found. Uh-huh. And then the Found's one. Bad tower there uh, on a little round top that you can go up but they got the top closed so you can't open the trap door me and my sister-in-law's boyfriend walked up there and we went up 
and we tried to open it, we couldn't open it because and then we saw the padlock there. But then we heard people up there. We're like, okay, so I'm like up there somehow. So we came down, both of us on each side, we're looking and there was nobody up there. <laughs> And that's when we hightailed him. <laughs> it was like, ah, we heard him. And he doesn't believe. But that, he changed his mind there. And, it was like, there, and there's a lot. Harry Grace has got a lot of good I places to go to. Harry Grace. Because all the stories generally tend to be lights going on and off and stuff. You know, Harry Grace either has the most ghosts on the coast or the worst electricity. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go, Dan. You can get up there and fix that. Right. I'll, I'll send Krause's electricians yeah. up there and straighten yeah. it out. If they can fix it, you still have the problems and you know it's ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, now, they, um, I know they do the tour. I guess they still do the tours up there. I don't know. I assume they do. But it's me. But I got a kick out of the folks that always ask me if they were true ghost stories. <laughs> There's. <laughs> I know when I, I said, yes, I it is a true story. Yes, this is a true yeah. story. I know when I did my first tour, I started off the walk by saying that I hadn't lost anyone yet, but this is my first night. That's right. Stay close. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure you have a map so we know how to get back, right? Well, luckily, it's small enough you can kind of find your way yeah. through without yeah. too much trouble. I would have been lost on a couple of cases, I'm sure. I got it's in trouble good. on that ghost walk because I I told one of the people about a, there was a story about Crazy Mary came yeah. back from World War One as a nurse and was idled in the brain and would wander the uh, the back alleyways between the houses there. Well, as I am wont to do, I started talking about the rats that came with her and that were her friends and I start and the town didn't appreciate my suggesting that there were large numbers of rats in the town and they asked me to change the story. Oh, the funny thing is, like I said, Havity Grace used to be a gambling mecca with a mm-hmm. racetrack and everything. I met an actor at one of these conventions named of Conrad Brooks who used to work with Ed Wood. So that lets you know really? how old he wow. is. But um, when I was talking to him, I told him I was from Cavity Grace. And his first reply was, oh, that's quite a white racetrack there. I didn't have the heart to tell him that it hasn't been there for ages. Yeah. But um, that was his first recollection of the city. That's what it was called, the Grawl, right? Mm-hmm. Before my time in Harford County. It was, yeah. There, there was, I moved here <laughs> a few years after the Harford Mall was built. So that was a racetrack, too. Where Harford Mall was? Yes. I didn't realize that. I remember the old toll house there, or somewhere by there. I don't remember the racetrack. Of course, I'm only 25, so maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. And dog years. <laughs> yeah. So, Thanks, Sheldon. Well, uh, yeah, so there were two racetracks in, in Harper County. I didn't realize that. Now, there's, and it, well, there's, well, we, as we know, there's a ton, ton of history here. Yeah. God, and soon, eight more years, you're going to have some more history with the SSO, right? It'll be your yeah. 50th season. 50th season. We'll I still can't believe 42 years, and you're the founder. I am. You know, I mean, I'd figure, so you'd say that to somebody, they'd probably picture you with long gray hair and everything. And, you know, probably in your, I mean, you look at you look at you now, you're, you know, you look like you're maybe 40, 50 at the oldest. Oh, thanks, you Rich. Be a check coming to you oh, soon. Thank you. Well, <laughs> he found that when he was two. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, 42 years, congratulations. That's Thank awesome. Yeah. Anybody got anything else to add? The only thing I got is, you know, it's it's uh, 105 heat index today. Yeah. But uh, today also starts Carrier's rebate program for the fall for people to start getting ready for their heating season. Mm. So, believe well, yeah, because heating season starts, what, like November, I guess? Yeah, November, people Probably. start turning their heat on. And start all of a the sudden, problems. they'll say, oh, my God, I don't have any heat. 
But uh, by that time, it's too late to take advantage of the rebates that Carrier and BG&E are given. Is so it, it might be time for everybody to start thinking about the warm air in their home, not mm-hmm. supplied by Mother Nature, supplied by a furnace or heat pump. Get your system checked out and see if it's a time for replacement um, because there's energy credits and things of that nature available, and uh, carriers got some nice rebates going on now. I was going to say, because with, with their heaters, when I guess you don't want to wait to turn it on before you get it inspected, right? I mean, when should they actually get them inspected? October? Uh, typically, we start doing inspections in the first part of October. Okay. And, uh, you know, we'll go run right through October into November doing the uh, inspections, but... As of right now, you know, November 30th, the uh, rebates are supposed to uh, disappear because once December gets here, Mother Nature is a uh, big salesman for us. I was going to say, how many AC units have you guys had problems with this summer? Uh, the past couple of, of weeks, a lot. Yeah, we've been busy the past couple of weeks because with the heat and humidity and the, that heat index, when it hits that 100 plus, it's, it just tears these systems up. Well, I want to thank everybody again for coming on. Um, once again, if you want to be on the Hartford County Living Podcast, just contact me, uh, 443-982-0250, uh, or you can email podcast at hartfordcountyliving.com. Um, now that we have AC and everything, and uh, a couple more things we're going to be doing in here, but um, we're hoping to start recording at least every week, because uh, I'd like to get them on every week. Um we know Sheldon will be back. I so will try to get him on before you know each before show. the December concert. Um, William, anytime you want to come back, please come back. Mike, you too. You know because I want to. I want yeah. I, you know for you and you and Sheldon got to compile something together. There, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Um, also, um, anybody listening, go to the website because we changed the website completely, redone it, gave it a facelift. And change some sponsorships. So uh, go on there. And once again, if you want to come on, just contact us. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Bank. Take care. The Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra is going to be opening up their season, their 42nd season, on Saturday, October 13th, with a concert that celebrates the Bernstein Centenary. Leonard Bernstein was one of the greatest and most influential musicians of the last century. He had strong ties with many cities, most notably New York City and Vienna. The Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra will begin the concert with Otto Nikolai's popular overture to his opera, The Merry Wives of Windsor. Tickets are available for this concert and the rest of the season at ssorchestra.org. Again, that's ssorchestra.org.